0: Welcome to this episode of 2 for TJJ. I'm your host, G, and my co host, Michelle. And we are here for the very first episode of the 2 for TJJ podcast. Tell me, Michelle, how have you been?
1: I've been great. I'm really excited to do this. I've wanted to do a podcast for a while. Yeah,
0: I can. I remember we were talking about it for a really long time, and then we just sort of been thinking about, oh, how do we start this? Where do we get the ball rolling? And now we are here. Mm-hmm. And so
1: uh, tell us a little bit about this podcast. So, um, well, I mean, you know, there's a lot of different Bob's Burgers podcasts out there, so we had to do something to distinguish ourselves, and our area of expertise is really our two favorite characters, Tina and Jimmy Jr. So, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to just focus on them. And so, what we were
0: talking about, basically, is uh, we're going to go run down through some episodes, some moments, some... Alternate universes, for example, uh, there's just so much to talk about with them. A lot of endless opportunity and possibilities with them that we just had to make a podcast. And I feel like this is a great time to do it. Knowing that the show has reached its peak popularity, there's a movie coming out. There's a lot more episodes to look forward to. So I feel like this is like the
1: time. For sure. I, I definitely agree with that. And, you know, since this is our first episode, it's only fitting that we go back to the beginning and talk about the first episode that jimmy jr appeared in yep and so uh there
0: was um a time in let's say 2012 you know like i remember actually um hearing about this episode through the internet and there were so many gifts of this kiss that i thought oh that's adorable and so the first time i saw it was like back in several years ago and i never knew much about the show i just kind of saw like one or two episodes at the time And I saw this one, and it basically changed everything.
1: What about you? Well, you know, I don't really remember the first time I saw this episode. You know, I started binge-watching the show when it was on Netflix back in 2014. And when I started, I kind of just had it on as background noise while I was doing other things. And I didn't really start really getting into it until I was somewhere in season two. So, like I said, I don't really remember the first time I saw Sheesh Cab Bob. But I do remember the second time I saw it. After I got through the first binge watch and I was going back and rewatching stuff, I remember rewatching this one. And at the time I kind of thought I was just done with shipping stuff. But then I saw these two and they were just so cute. If there's so, one
0: thing I learned is that you're never actually done with shipping. You could claim it all you want, but, you know, deep down, you still have that little, little bitty bit of feelings in there that you're just like, oh, my God, like, I'm not yeah. actually done.
1: Yeah, that's how it was with me pretty much. I had, like, maybe a year or two where I didn't really, like, hardcore ship anything. Uh, then Tina and Jimmy Jr., they brought me right back into the game. Absolutely. All right. So, you know, going back, because now we're nine seasons in, this is going back to season one. So just a reminder, Sheesh Cab Bob, this was the episode where it was Tina's 13th birthday party. And she had her whole plan of how she wanted this party to go. And this was where Bob took a job as a cab driver to help pay for the party. But the thing about the party was it was all just kind of a setup. To get to her first kiss, which she wanted with Jimmy Jr.
0: And it had to be with Jimmy Jr.
1: She mm-hmm. didn't mention
0: any other boy. He was the only boy who mattered to her. And that's that's the beauty of it. It's just she was just a one-man woman at the time. and uh,
1: Yep.
0: That's loved
1: true. it. And I love that she... I mean, she really planned this out, and she wasn't shy about telling her family about it either, which is so great, because, like, I wouldn't have done that. Like, I would be too embarrassed to tell my family, my friends, anything about, like, this fantasy I had.
0: Oh, God, didn't yeah. Care. That girl is brave, and that's honestly one of the reasons why I love her so much is because she shows this brave... Yet, even though she has her timid moments, she's also this strong, brave woman who just Mm -hmm. isn't afraid to speak her mind about anything. So that's basically one of the best things about her is that she she may be this introverted girl, you know, preteen going into her teens. And but then she reaches a confidence, some some kind of confidence that makes her who she is today. So. I'm oh, really yeah. glad, like, someone like Tina, I mean, she could be a really great role model to teenagers, you know.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. That's one of the things I love about her so much. And this was just such a great Tina episode. Absolutely. One of the first and one of the best. So, yep. I think this is probably, this, I mean, this is my favorite episode of season one. Oh, it's me too. I mean, it was iconic.
0: Definitely. Um, Another funny thing that I was really laughing at was Louise's coaching, even though she had never kissed a boy in her life. She's just like slapping Tina. Like, have you heard of herpes or tie a banana peel with your mouth and make it to a knot? You know, just all the stuff is hilarious.
1: And that was interesting because Louise is nine. Exactly. How, How does she know more than Tina would?
0: Maybe she watched a lot of crazy uh, scenes from TV movies, you know, media. You I mean, you never know what this girl watched, you know? Yeah, that's fair. And, like, you know, she's chewing all this gum, and, you know, Bob's staying up all night making money for the party. And, you know, he just, I just love how he just doesn't even acknowledge what's going on. I know Linda does, but. I
1: love just, that Bob was, like, clearly uncomfortable with this whole, like, we're doing this party pretty much just so Tina can kiss Jimmy Jr. But mm-hmm. he went ahead, he went ahead and did it anyway because it was what Tina wanted.
0: Yep. And he loves her. And, you know, you have to do... Um, a lot of times uh, your parents would have to do something for you, the, the child, you know? I mean, I know a lot of times parents would sacrifice everything for something for your child, but... Speaking of other children, uh Jimmy Jr.'s first appearance, this was yep. his
1: first episode. First episode ever, and we really don't actually learn a whole lot about him in this. We just we see him and we know that his dad is Jimmy Pesto Senior, Bob's mm-hmm. rival. But really about it really like we don't know anything about him except
0: like you said oh that's Jimmy Pesto's son he's named after him he wears a snazzy vest you know mm-hmm. and then this was you know the first butt shot we find out about Tina's oh, yeah. love for butts you know specifically the first his mm-hmm, absolutely yep yep
1: and uh, it makes me wonder you know how well did Tina and Jimmy Jr. know each other prior to this episode do you, think? you, you know I really like to think they were childhood friends That would be adorable. Like, if they were friends since they were really little and went to school together all this time. Mm -hmm. That's super cute. I always like to think
0: that, like, Linda and Jimmy Jr.'s mom knew each other. They got along better than Bob and Jimmy would. And they would just have, like, these cute little play dates. And, like, you know, Jimmy Jr. probably wouldn't remember most of it. But Tina would definitely remember, like oh, I really liked your list back in kindergarten. That's why oh. we're still friends. You know, I think something cute, like like a cute little backstory. like
1: Yeah. You know, no, the, I think I could see that. Like, you know, when Jimmy Sr. was married, Linda and Mrs. Pesto being good friends and having playdates with the kids, but then maybe after they got divorced, that kind of stopped and they drifted a little. Because I feel like it wouldn't make tons of sense that, Tina and Jimmy Jr. were like really close before this just going off of other stuff but that'd be really cute.
0: Yeah and also I like to think that Tina was kind of there because you know when Andy and Ollie were born you know he felt kind of alone he didn't have a Mm -hmm. twin and he just they were giving all their attention to the twins and he just felt kind of alone and not really the center of attention as much as he was before they were born. So he kind of relied on Tina for that, uh, for the need to have like companionship with someone else, even though it's, you know, your neighbor. Right. Yeah. I think that's adorable. This episode, um, I actually was, um, I remember watching it for the first and even second time. I just Mm -hmm. remember like, Oh, what if he doesn't go to the
1: party? Um, you know cuz his dad's a jerk and well then that's the major complication in this episode is then Jimmy senior finds out they really want Jimmy junior at the party and he says no and that's
0: definitely one of the parts where i'm just like oh my god please let it work out please i was i was genuinely concerned and mm-hmm. like knowing Jimmy pesto you know he's got to pay a big fine like a big you know in a form of embarrassment yep. for Jimmy junior like shave your mustache or, and then uh, shave it off or he won't be able to go to the party. And then Tina finds out, oh, there is a way you can get him to the party. But Bob's not willing to go
1: that far. Yeah. Like I said before, this whole Tina's whole vision for the party was to lead up to the kiss. So it really wasn't even so much about the party for her. She wanted the kiss. So when mm-hmm. that wasn't going to happen, she didn't want the party anymore.
0: Exactly. He mattered but, to her so much. Like if he weren't gonna go, then the whole party's gonna get shut down. No matter how much preparation's done, no matter how much money was put into it, no matter how many guests were showing up, the party was gonna be shut down regardless. So,
1: except Al-Maria, it wasn't because after they poured all that money and time into it, you know, Bob and Linda were pretty much like this party's happening. Oh yeah. So, which is understandable. You know, Bob stayed up how many nights? Oh God, how many was it? i lost count but But, like i mean two or three at least oh yeah
0: at least a few nights at least uh yeah you know if the party were on a weekend at least you know the last few weekdays and like i'm guessing the party was on a saturday that's just my educated guess
1: i'd say either it was i don't know you think friday night or saturday night had to be yeah
0: definitely not a school night though so maybe friday night or saturday night definitely two contenders um and speaking of the night of the party, you know what scene makes my heart just melt? You know the. I think the- I, I know the scene. Yes.
1: It was the window scene. Yes. God, no! Uh, See, this was definitely this was the moment when I started shipping it because it was just, it was so cute when she sees him across the street. You know, he's what was he mopping or sweeping, and then they both come to the window and press against the glass because they want to be together god that was adorable that was so precious and you know they had they had genuine emotion like they really wanted to see
0: each other Mm -hmm. and that's just one thing that like you know you you can't say that's not cute like you have to look at that and go oh
1: like i don't know how you see that scene and don't like root for them to be together exactly And really, Bob sees that happen, too. And that's when he decides he's going to go for it. He's going to shave off his mustache and get this party back on track.
0: Definitely. And, you know, and Tina's like, you didn't have to do that. And Bob's like, but I did. You know, that scene was very heartwarming, you know, like.
1: Mm -hmm. And you know
0: how she goes, I didn't like it as a girl, but I appreciate it as a woman. Like, that was like, you know what? That's one of the reasons why I love this episode so much.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're talking about Tina and Jimmy Jr. here, but this was really at the core of Bob and Tina episode, and it was one of the best. Oh, yeah,
0: definitely. And so we get, you know, we get past the whole Jimmy Pesto is embarrassing. We call him out on something that no one should (laughs) know.
1: And then lo lo and behold, uh, there's Jimmy Jr. He's right there at the party. Yep, he made it after all, and I gotta point out too, he seems to be the only one besides, I mean Tina, that dressed up special for this party.
0: Oh yeah, that infamous, or shirt. rather famous, uh, snap shirt, because it's not really infamous. It's only, you know, it's a great shirt. I mean, I would, I would love to have a snap shirt like that, just to...
1: a. <laughs> oh yeah, he looked quite spiffy in the snap shirt, and Tina loved it. Oh yeah, loved it so much she asked him to unsnap it twice. <laughs> And he did it. Yep. Just and for her. Great.
0: And they both asked in unison to dance, you know, and they both mm-hmm. said yes. And, you know, Louise is like encouraging her to, you know, just go kiss him already. You're right there in front of him.
1: Yeah. Louise was really into this, too. And would she say, I want his kids to have hickeys. Yep. God. That
0: was a great part.
1: And they just they went for it then.
0: Oh, yep, and that kiss was so magical, beautiful. Every positive adjective you could think of.
1: Yep. It was such a great scene. It was just just so over-the-top, like, fantastic. The fireworks, the unicorns, Cupid, rainbows, everything.
0: And the Speedo guy.
1: Yep. (laughs) Honestly, one of the best parts. Oh, yeah. That's, like, the most iconic scene of this episode. Oh, God, yeah.
0: And, you know, like the one thing that makes this so iconic is that you have Thompson twins playing in the background. And, you know, I'm a huge sucker for 80s music. And so like that made me feel more attached to it. That made me love it so much
1: more than it already did. So, oh, yeah, it's like, the, uh, it was a 16 Candles reference, right? Yes. No, I haven't actually seen all of 16 Candles, so.
0: I have seen the part where that song plays, you know, at the end, you know, mm-hmm. I've seen the ending, but I still have to, like, see the whole movie because, like, yeah, just, it, I heard it's such a great movie, and, you know, John Hughes is one of my favorite film directors, so, I mean, huge props to the Bob's,
1: to the we'll, Bob's we'll writers, to, and. We'll that. have to watch it. Yes, yes. Yeah. But yeah, that scene, man, it's just it's so good. It brings a tear to your eye, really. Absolutely.
0: And uh didn't it bring Lauren Bouchard into it some some kind of emotion? Like in an interview he said something about it.
1: Yeah, um, in his interview with Rolling Stone, um, here's what he said. He was talking about some of the, like, some of his favorite episodes of the series, and Sheesh Kabob came up, and he said, that was one of the first episodes where you sense the depth of Tina's heart. She's a romantic character, and you get that in this episode so well. It was a cheap trick using that Thompson Twins song. You could almost be moved to tears by the kiss. It's pretty adorable. I love it. I love it, too. Huge
0: props to Lauren Bouchard one of absolutely. my idols. I I absolutely look up to him. I really hope I can be someone like him one day. So um I have the ukulele so <laughs> well, that's like half the battle right there. I mean, you're True. on your True. <laughs> <laughs> but um was this Jimmy Jr.'s first kiss too? I really like to say I think it is. I it mean, has I, to be. I I think so. I really think it had to be his first kiss. I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
0: definitely something that would be, you know, you know, pretty cute. Like, oh, they had their first kiss with each other. And, you know, they could talk yes. about it for, you know, like,
1: eh, you know, it's, it's just cute. Story once they get married. Yes. Mm-hmm. Give me an invite to that wedding. <laughs> me too, man. Let us
0: be your bridesmaids, tea. Oh, that'd be perfect. Yes. Guaranteed invitation. Just I'm willing to get the bridesmaid dress. And I'm willing to watch <laughs> y'all get the F married. So.
1: Man, I'd be crying at that wedding.
0: Yep. I'd be very emotional. I'd be very happy. And let's, you know what? We're, we're, we almost, we got to get to this part. The slow dance, you know, the, the, the kiss,
1: they're dancing, they're happy, they're slow dancing, like. Everyone's happy. They're smiling at each other. And this is technically the first time we see Jimmy Jr. dance. Yes. Now we, they haven't established yet that he loves dancing. Mm -mm. That comes later, but this is the first time we see it. And mm-hmm. it's with Tina.
0: Yeah, that's what makes it special.
1: Yeah. First kiss,
0: first dance, you know, like a first slow dance. I mean, I like to think that, oh, like she was like his first experience with love. Like. Yes. You know, like little innocent childhood puppy love, like, you know.
1: God, that's so cute.
0: I love it. I I, I love that stuff so much. Like, I always go looking around and it's like, you know what? I like this. It's, it's a great, it's wholesome, it's cute. Yes. I want, like, a hundred more episodes of it. Yeah, it's very, very good. Yes. I'm a big fan. Oh, me me too. Now,
1: with the future kisses and the future birthdays and, you know, like... Like, I would like to think that after this, this became, like, a birthday tradition. Like, every, every one of Tina's birthday parties, they kiss.
0: That is so freaking adorable.
1: Yes. <laughs> We're not going to see it because Lauren doesn't like to age the characters too much. So I don't think we're ever going to get, like, Tina's 14th birthday party. And, you know, that's fine. Uh, You know, it's fine. Yeah, we could absolutely
0: (laughs) speculate. We can, like, you know, this is our thing. It's probably likely going to happen because, you know, he's gotten more interested in her throughout the years. I mean, you know it's on and off, Mm -hmm. but, you know... This past season was really great for Jimmy Jr. And I applaud the writers and the cast.
1: Absolutely.
0: The directors, you know, I really, I really give them my utmost thanks for keeping them a little more consistent. Yes. So, yeah. So when it does, you know, we can speculate that her 14th, 15th, even her sweet 16, you know, they're going to be kissing and it's going to be adorable.
1: Yes. And, you know,
0: it might just get more passionate.
1: Oh yeah, definitely like once they become an official couple. Oh yeah. It gets more passionate. Oh yeah. They they should be endgame. <laughs> I mean it's it's how we became friends. Exactly. So I mean it's it's definitely it's it's special to me and to you for mm-hmm. us. Yep. And um it's just one of those things I
0: can't really talk myself out of. It's just so wonderful. It's it's incredibly amazing. It's memorable. I get a wave of nostalgia thinking about just how cute they were in this episode. It's just a whole lot of happy, sappy feelings I get whenever. Oh I get yeah. It. So it's definitely the best episode of season one, and mm-hmm. it introduced me to a lot of you know rather cute you know head. Not headcanons, but, like, well, I have thought cute headcanons, but, like, mm-hmm. you start to get more into their character. You dwell into them a little more. I mean, it's just the first baby steps into the series, but you get so much out of it, and it's, like, oh, yeah. it's everlasting. So, it's, like, you can always relate back to that episode, like, oh, this is the first, mm-hmm. kiss, this is the first slow dance, this is the first time they actually show that there's an interest in romance, so...
1: Yeah, it's definitely special. And, like, I know there's valid criticisms you can bring up about this episode, not related to Tina and Jimmy Jr., and, I mean, we're not going to get into that here. Right. But, I mean, it's just, that stuff aside, this was just such a special episode, and every time I rewatch it, I just get a huge smile on my face. Oh,
0: me too, yeah. Despite the criticisms, this is definitely, like, the best episode, like, just... And I know, like, we like to keep it on the Tina and Jimmy Jr. side, and I don't bring up anything, but, like, this episode just, this is the episode that that truly got me more into the show, so. Nice. Like, I remember watching season two, a little bit of season two, and then I saw this episode, and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to watch it, like. But, I mean, I got into the ship before I got into the show, and I know it sounds a little weird because it's usually the opposite, but, like, if it weren't for them, I probably wouldn't have gotten into the show overall. So, I mean, there's, like, a – there was, like, a motivation behind it. So, like, okay, let's watch it for them, you know? like. <laughs> and I'm glad I made myself, you know, binge-watch seasons one and two and the very, like, first few episodes of season three because I remember – um they were just starting on season 3 and that's when I like officially got into the show. So like there's nice. that going for me so. Nice. And I'm really glad that you know something like Bobs is uh, you know something I could rely on, you know, it's it's a great show. Oh, yeah. I got it was a huge chunk of my college life and actually the mm-hmm. whole thing and like <laughs> such a great episode, such a great show, so very good you know, mm-hmm. I, I gave myself a reason to watch it and, you know, it still holds
1: up, you know, well to this day. So. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to a lot more with these two. Me too, man. It was a great start to a great ship. Definitely. All right. So do you have any final thoughts on this episode? Uh, Definitely something I'd watch over and over again. What about you? Oh, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Very rewatchable. Just all around good
0: stuff. And, like, if someone asks you, what's a great episode to start on, I tell them, you watch this one. You watch Sheesh Cab Bob, and believe me, you're, you're going to love it. So, I mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I I think that, that I think that's about all I got to say, you
1: know, just. Yeah. That's it. I think that's that's pretty much everything for Sheesh Cab Bob. Um, our next episode, we're going to be talking about Burger Wars. Um, Another great season one episode. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but for now, that's it
0: for us. I'm Michelle. And I'm G. And thank you for listening to the Two for TJJ podcast. We hope to see you soon. Bye for now. Bye.